I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class a show that unmasks history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're talking about the surprisingly controversial safety measure that forever changed the face of hockey. The day was November 1st, 1959. Jacques Plant became the first goalie to wear a face mask during an NHL game. The modern sport of ice hockey was developed in the late 19th century in England and Canada, and its trademark physicality and violence were present from the start. In fact, when the first organized indoor hockey game was played in Montreal in 1875, many spectators were shocked by the players' roughness. Most sports of the era didn't allow physical contact between opponents, but in hockey, it was an integral part of the game. The Daily British Whig also took note of the on-ice violence, writing that, quote, Shins and heads were battered, benches smashed, and the lady spectators fled in confusion. Plenty of hockey injuries were the result of body checks, stick slashing, and straight-up fistfights. But for a goaltender, the biggest threat on the ice was the little black puck that came flying toward their face at 100 miles an hour. Taking the occasional shot to the nose, lip, or forehead was considered part of the game. But since the average hockey puck is made of about six ounces of rubber, and because goalies didn't wear face masks, the results of those collisions were not pretty. After a couple seasons in the sport, it was common for goalies to have facial scars, broken noses or cheekbones, and at least a few missing teeth. The ability to tolerate a high degree of pain has always been an esteemed trait in hockey culture, and in the early days of the sport, it was considered unmanly for a player to try to avoid injury. In 1930, however, Montreal Maroons goalie Clint Benedict tried to buck that trend. 
After breaking his cheekbone while stopping a shot, Benedict donned a crude leather mask to protect his nose and parts of his face. He only wore it for a handful of games, though, as it reportedly obscured his vision on low shots. Once his bones had healed, Benedict ditched the face covering and goalies muddled on maskless for another 30 years. By 1959, many goalies had started wearing plexiglass face shields during practice sessions, but due to the objections of coaches and team executives, they weren't allowed to use them during regular season games. Officials worried that the gear might obstruct the goalie's vision, as it had in the 1930s, but they were also concerned that some fans wouldn't be able to see the faces of their favorite players, which might cause them to disconnect from the game. They also feared that goalies would be branded as cowards for wearing protective masks, not only by the fans, but by their fellow players. The reasons for delaying the adoption of the hockey mask were weak at best, but it did at least provide some time for improvements to be made. The plexiglass shields had proven impractical, even in their limited use at practices. Not only did they fog up on a regular basis, they could also shatter when struck with enough force, releasing tiny shards of glass into the goalie's face. It was with those considerable drawbacks in mind that Jacques Plant decided to commission his own custom mask in 1956. It was his seventh season in the NHL and his third as the goalie for the Montreal Canadiens. He had already suffered some nasty injuries during his time on the ice, including fractured cheekbones, two broken noses, and various split lips and head wounds, requiring some 150 stitches. So rather than risk more pain by surrounding his face with plexiglass, Plant reached out to a Montreal hospital and got them to make a skin-tight plaster mold of his face. He later handed off that cast to a local fiberglass salesman named Bill Birchmore, who helped construct a new kind of hockey mask. The final product was more durable than a plexiglass shield, and because it had holes for the mouth and nose, there was no chance of it fogging up. By the time of the 1959 season, Plant was wearing his mask to every practice and exhibition match, but his coach, Toe Blake, still wouldn't allow him to use it during regular games. That finally changed on November 1st of that year, when the Montreal Canadiens faced off against the New York Rangers. It was only three minutes into the first period when Plant was struck square in the nose by a shot fired by Rangers star player Andy Bathgate. The puck broke Plant's nose and tore open a wound all the way down to the edge of his mouth. A 20-minute goalie injury break was called, and Plant was helped off the ice and taken to the arena medical station. After receiving seven stitches, the goalie said he was ready to head back out there, but only if he was allowed to wear his mask. Coach Blake refused at first, accusing him of having contracted rubberitis, but Plant stood firm. He knew that Blake's only other option was to bench him in favor of a backup goalie, and since Plant was considered one of the best goalies in the league, that didn't seem likely. In the end, Coach Blake relented, and Plant returned to the ice with his face mask in hand. The organ started playing for He's a Jolly Good Fellow, and the crowd broke out in singing and applause. But when the goalie skated to his net and put on his mask, the mood changed instantly. The press later described the mask as ghoulish, a fitting descriptor since it was the day after Halloween. And truthfully, it did look pretty creepy. Just a smooth, blank, milk-white face with two uneven holes for the eyes and a rectangular slit for the mouth, 
It was so bizarre that Andy Bathgate and the other rangers thought it was a joke. The crowd seemed confused as well, and a few fans even ridiculed the goalie, calling him a sissy. But it was Plant's face that was on the line, so he kept the mask on despite them. It didn't detract from his performance one bit either. The Canadians beat the Rangers 3-1 that night. Plant continued to wear the fiberglass face mask while his nose healed, helping his team to an 18-game winning streak and their fifth consecutive Stanley Cup victory. He played without a mask just one more time that season, and it was the only game the Canadians lost that year. Plant wore the mask every game from then on, and soon other goalies began to follow suit. It took several years, but eventually, the critics fell silent, and even Coach Blake changed his tune. He waxed philosophical in the press, declaring, quote, It's the coming thing in the game. The time will come when they'll have an even better mask than plants, and it'll be standard equipment for goalies. That prediction ultimately came true. The face mask was adopted league-wide, and by 1974, there was only one goalie in the NHL who chose to play without one. Another thing Blake got right is that today's goalie masks are indeed better than Plant's prototype. They're more like helmets than masks, and they feature a plastic visor to shield the top half of the face and stainless steel bars to protect the lower half. They also bear no resemblance to the original mask, which pretty much everyone agrees is a good thing. Except maybe Jason Voorhees. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully, you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.